If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender for the evening. You can call me the Dude or you can call me Anthony. I'm cool either way. This new episode of Hey Bartender Podcast, I bring back an old friend, Chantel Hyde, from episode 64. She has been through a lot, and uh, I thought it would be a great opportunity to get uh, get to talk to her again uh, since her cancer went into remission. And uh, if you listen to the podcast, there are a couple moments in there where her answers to some some of the things that I uh, that came up really threw me for a loop, and I was almost speechless. It was tough to really edit this podcast because. I didn't know whether or not some of the stuff should stay in there, but some of the messages that she put out there were really important that I felt like that needed to stay in there. And a lot of uh, you people who were gracious enough to listen to my podcast uh, needed to hear because some of it was really uh, thought-provoking. Some of it was really emotional. Some of it was just flat-out hilarious. But uh, it did have some more serious moments, and... I wasn't expecting to go into it like that. It And some of the stuff I decided to go into, it's stuff that I've never talked about on this podcast before, but it just felt natural to bring it up with her. So uh, enjoy this uh, new podcast with my return guest, Chantel Hyde. And if you stick around in the show, you get to hear the single, I Don't Feel, McStein and Miniman. Uh, so stick around for that. That'll be some uh, lodged somewhere inside the show. And until then, ladies and gentlemen, hey, Laura Hope and the Arctones, would you please help me get started? Hey, bartender, pass me a drink. Say something real quick. Make sure I got audio. Okay. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> it's good to see you again. Yeah. Good to be back. Uh, appreciate you uh, coming back onto the show. Uh, it's been. I was just looking at my list of shows, and it was uh, back in January last year when I talked to you. Yeah, it's been a while. And a lot has changed for you since uh, that time. <laughs> well, yes, it has. A lot of lots of change for everybody. But before mm-hmm. before we get into that, uh, you if you remember when uh, you did this show the last time, can you uh, give us a drink special for this particular episode? Oh, wow! I didn't I didn't prepare you for this this time. So. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I mean, uh, we can go back to the one that I talked about the last time, but it's been named something different. It's called the Cha Cha now. <laughs> the Cha Cha now. Okay. It's called Cha Cha now. Uh the uh Razzmatazz, Loopy Vodka, equal parts of um orange juice and cranberry juice. It's was become very popular at Bottoms Up, which I where I started working after the black sheep. 
Mm-hmm. And they nicknamed me Cha-Cha, so now it's called the Cha-Cha. <laughs> so, so this time last year you were still working at the uh, the Black Sheep, but you've gotten another yep. job now? Uh, so um, COVID had hit and shut the, the Black Sheep down. Mm. And uh, they, they ended up closing closing the doors. Uh, a bunch of riffraff went into the district where the Black Sheep was. So after the COVID thing, they just decided to shut it down. Um, it was just too much uh, gang violence and... Too much happening, a lot of shootings, people getting ran over. It was just ridiculous. Oh. So um, I started working at Bottoms Up in Moline, Illinois. Um, and, of course, COVID sh- shut us back down. And, you know, I had to make money. So I am uh, now an assistant general manager at a restaurant. And i um, still technically employed at Bottoms Up. I'm just a fill-in now. Okay, cool. Um so uh, back to the drink real quick. I, I want to get into that other stuff you just mentioned, but uh, yeah. so, uh, so tell me uh, what's, uh, did it have to change the name? Cause you changed venues. Um, it was, uh, it changed because uh, they gave me the nickname Chacha because Chantel isn't always easy to remember. Um, oh. <laughs> so they, <laughs> so uh, Christy, who's also a dear friend of mine, she's the owner of bottoms up. She just nicknamed me Chacha and then they, just started calling it the, the cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's the flavor like on, on that drink? Tastes just like loopy vodka. Uh, ch- oh my gosh. No, it just tastes like, just like fruit loop. Fruit loop. Like mm-hmm. mm. Okay, cool. It kind of has like the uh, texture of it too. After you like chew it up, it's a little chalky, <laughs> but it's still really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, like I, uh, like I said, you, uh, I, checked the date on when I interviewed you the last time and you were going through uh, a few things still uh, uh, you were seeing a light at the end of the tunnel by that time and I'm really happy to be able to catch up with you again over a little bit over a year later so last time I talked to you you were still going undergoing treatment from uh, cancer and yes. you were receiving an incredible amount of help from uh, people on social media, the Fraternal Order of Bartenders. Uh, mm-hmm. And then finally, uh, I get to see you smiling and happy because you have finished your treatment. And are you officially cancer-free? Yes, I'm in recession. Oh, that's yep. so cool. That was uh, confirmed back in August. Mm-hmm. Uh, cancer-free. Uh, now I just got to do uh, yearly checkups to make sure it's still gone. That's that's very cool. But uh you kind of a little bit bittersweet, I bet, because in uh, August last year, we were right in the middle of the pandemic. So mm-hmm. you didn't have to worry about cancer anymore, but then all of a sudden you had to worry about COVID. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, uh, the bar was, uh, the bars were back, open back up here, up here in Illinois. And it, it kind of sucks because I, I didn't get to ring the bell <laughs> when I, and I was so mad about it because I was just like, I didn't go through all this to not ring that effing bell <laughs> <laughs> so um i ended up working the night that i uh found out that i was cancer free and they had a little cowbell there so <laughs> 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 they had me ring the bell behind the bar <laughs> and we everyone who was in the bar did a shot so uh, but you weren't there to celebrate with them or is that what you're saying no i was working i was working oh. but it was it's still kind of any every night at bottoms up was a party yeah uh, we've, we've got a bottoms up here in Odessa, Texas, but I, I haven't been there yet. Uh, is, uh, I guess it's a chain then I, uh, is it? Nope. Okay. Nope. Just another establishment named bottoms up, I guess. Yep. 
as bottoms up on seventh. Oh, okay. And s- still in Illinois and enjoying everything. How's how's everything going in Illinois right now? Uh, it's just that this is just our new normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still are mandated mandated to wear masks. Um, yeah. So it's just it's just kind of the new normal. We're just kind of waiting to uh, get past this and hopefully, you know, get back to what we used to consider normal a year ago. Yeah. Well, right now, right about now, I'm like, what's normal? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I, like I said, I'm uh, really glad. I was really happy to hear that you'd uh, been diagnosed as cancer free or at least in remission right now. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, just to remind, remind listeners a little bit, uh mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just in case they haven't gone back to episode sixty-four, because I'm like an episode hundred and eighty something right now. Just to remind listeners a little bit, you found out uh, that you had cancer through kind of a stroke of luck of having being pregnant at the same time. Yeah, and, and I was uh, I was pregnant, and if it wasn't for my pregnancy, we have no idea when we would have found it because I wasn't due for any like pap smears or anything for a while. So (laughs) it wasn't for me being pregnant. Um, I wouldn't have known for possibly a couple of years. Yeah. And, uh, your miracle baby saved your life. And, 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 uh, how are your, uh, how are your children doing right now? Uh, they're amazing. Uh, my oldest Scarlett is three now. Natalie is one. They're getting ready to be four and two. (laughs) So, (laughs) Uh, time flies. They really mean it when they say "don't blink." <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, how are they dealing with the whole COVID? Are you just keeping them at home, or? Yeah, uh, they they really just go around family. Um, you know, I I never really took them out before because I have like nervous mommy syndrome and I have a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, I just normally kept keep them around, just close friends and family. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, so, uh, when did uh, what happened in Illinois when the whole uh, pandemic started? Kind of like what happened everywhere. There was a toilet paper shortage. Um, It was hard to find a lot of like certain brands of food, uh, certain things. Like you couldn't find like a lot of meat, Uh, eggs. Forget about it. Milk. Forget about it. Toilet paper. Yeah, you ain't finding. You ain't finding it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so it was just kind of like what happened everywhere else. People started panic buying. Um, and um, a lot of people's true colors showed. And a very lot of like just harsh, judgmental uh, personalities started coming out. Mm. So it was definitely an eye opener. <laughs> so well, where people stood. It was a kind of a, uh, since I'm, I'm single and I, uh, uh, fortunately for me, right before the pandemic, I bought a big pack of toilet paper just so I didn't have to go to the store very often, but, mm-hmm. uh, so I didn't have any problems there, but when it came down to food, I actually, uh, was thoroughly surprised first time ever in my life since high school, I saw the top ramen aisle completely empty, right? <laughs> <laughs> You still can't really find ramen. Yeah. Like the little packets, yes, but the big bolts, no. No. I'd never seen that before in my life, but uh, everybody decided uh, that's the perishable food or non-perishable food that we got to keep stored. 
And yeah. I was just sitting there thinking college students are going to go hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, it's still hard to find it. Like you can find the small packages, you know, like the microwavable cups, but to find it in like in the, normal packages it comes with yeah not really <laughs> <laughs> so, and i'm a fan of ramen because you know like if i'm hungover or something that's easy <laughs> oh yeah uh, i rem uh that yeah that a lot of my customers used to talk about that how they would go home and you know, after a night of drinking and just you know make some top ramen and fall asleep in front of the tv uh i do but i do remember uh, I do remember one customer saying that he did it in the wrong order. He put the top ramen on the stove and then went and sat down and woke up to the fire alarm going off because he forgot about the top ramen on the stove. <laughs> I ain't never been that drunk. I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy used to drink red beers all the time and used to put them away, like, uh, put them away like crazy. So, uh, I, I don't know what his problem was. <laughs> but uh so uh four creeks <laughs> so uh your customers i take it were really happy and supportive when they found out that uh, you're in remission yeah they were and uh i it's still to this day i still think about it every now and then how supportive everybody was towards you uh, mm -hmm. uh helping you with crazy. uh helping with you ev uh, everything that you needed you had gofundmes started and you uh if i remember right you said they were done by people that you didn't have any clue who yeah. they were it, i had absolutely no idea who, who those people were they i was just people were reaching out to me all over the country i had people reaching out to me through in germany it was it was crazy uh, that's you know, I was like none of these people i ever met this kind of gave me like restored my faith in humanity yeah as when i posted that original post i didn't like expect anything to come out of it it was just kind of like hey you know i'm looking for some you know, words of encouragement and that was all it was you know it was words of encouragement through a really hard time in my life and you know it's <laughs> damn near six thousand likes later and my inbox was filling up <laughs> <laughs> well that that's really cool i mean it's it's also one of the reasons why I I first had you on the uh, had my had you on my podcast because I wanted people to hear your story and uh, mm -hmm. but and this is also why I'm I was excited that you really wanted to be back on the show because we uh, I'm sure some of my longer lasting fans are probably a little curious on how you're doing right now and how things are going for mm -hmm. you and you you look great you look healthy and thank you and the, you know I'm happy to hear that your family's doing great. But uh, yeah, it was uh, through this past year, there's a lot changed, and, and it was really hard dealing with it through COVID. You know, I'm uh, the last time we talked, we I was um, in a relationship with my children's father, and that's no longer the case. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> oh no, don't be. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Okay, then. Uh, yeah, you know, I was dealing with cancer and everything else. I was also doing dealing with abuse and. On every single form mm. you can imagine. So uh, I, I don't be sorry because I I've never been happier. Oh, so. good for you. <laughs> yeah, you actually I've uh, caught up on your social media a little bit to uh, uh, be prepared to talk to you uh, today, and you look very happy uh, with your uh, new boyfriend. And yep. you, yeah, you genuinely look happy. So I'm happy oh, for you. I am. <laughs> 
Um, He's currently on the couch with my one-year-old right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, after going through something like cancer and all of a sudden they start announcing things like COVID, you weren't in remission just yet because they started the mm-hmm. quarantines in, like, what was it, March or March. April? And It was March. St. Patty's Day weekend is when we shut down. That's right. Yeah, I remember now. And uh, was there a little bit of, uh, did you worry a little bit because your immune system was probably a little beat up because of the treatment? Um, I didn't personally worry for me. I worried for my children. Um, I I wasn't worried about me getting it. I was worried uh, for my own mm. self. I don't know if that makes sense. I was worried about me getting it and giving it to my kids. Mm. So I, I, I'm, I'm iffy where I stand on that. Like I, you know, I'm all for, you know, I, I wore the mask, did what I was supposed to do, not to protect me, but to protect other people. Sure. And, uh, in, in the bar situation, I haven't really gotten a lot of stories from people that I've talked to. How did that go with the whole mask situation, uh, in the restaurant? (laughs) Uh, some people wore them. Some people didn't. (laughs) Would that end up in like, uh, Karen arguments or anything like that or no no uh not where I'm not at bottoms up no because like everybody who goes there is like big they're like big family a lot of people are very they're friends been friends for years like they the regulars that go there they've just known each other for years so Mm. everyone respects everyone's own opinions about it sure um so do you still have that same rule that uh like I have out here you well, actually, Texas uh, kind of backed off on the mask wearing rule. They're uh, they're leaving it up to the businesses now whether or not you wear the mask, uh, or you have your customers wear their masks. Is it still that way? You guys still have to, you know, the customers have to wear the masks while walking into the restaurant, and then they can take the mask when, off when they sit down. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> no, so uh, the mandate here is you when you when you enter. You're supposed to be wearing it. Once you sit down, you can take it off. But if you get up and go to the bathroom, move around, then you're supposed to wear the mask. You're still supposed to social social distance. Mm. That is what that the last time I checked on it. I think I I work in Iowa, so <laughs> <laughs> I work in, I work in Iowa, so like and the, the mask things is done there. Mm. You know, right now it's just left up to the businesses. Right. Uh, in Illinois, I'm pretty sure that's the way it still is. I just don't do a whole lot in Illinois because I'm either at work or I'm at home. Mm. So, and um, haven't had too many options to bartend. I've been offered it, but you know, I, I don't get to spend a lot of time with my kids as it is. True, <laughs> so, true. So but, uh, you've moved. You've moved on from being a bartender to being a general manager. Then. Yep, assistant general manager as of now, but I'm being promoted uh, this summer. It's just got to got to wait for uh, more promotions to go through, and then I'm getting promoted. Oh, congratulations! Well, thank so, you. Does it feel better to have uh, different hours, or well, uh, there is there pros and cons to moving up to? Because there's a lot of bartenders that I talk to that are afraid that they're they've been offered manager. Uh, roles or something like that but then all of a sudden they're like then i'll go to hourly and then i wouldn't get my tips and uh i you know i get paid very well for what i do i make about 40 grand a year which in illinois is pretty is decent mm-hmm. uh, so it, it there, there are some pros and cons like I, I make a little bit more now but i also work 50 plus hours a week mm-hmm. um i'm not home during the day with my kids i normally work either 
10 a.m. to 10 p.m. or a 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, so but I see my kids for an hour in the morning, and if I'm lucky, I might see them a few minutes before bed. Um, well, my two days off, but then that's if something doesn't happen. Then because they're my my boss had gotten COVID, and I went through almost four weeks with maybe three day off, three days off. Mm. Uh, do, uh, have you gotten yours, or have you been thinking about getting your vaccine? Um, unfortunately, I uh, I don't react well to vaccines. Anytime I've ever gotten a vaccine, I've gotten very sick. I've been hospitalized. So I, I, I'm choosing not to mm-hmm. just because of my past experiences uh, with Tdap, uh, Gardasil. I, I've had multiple vaccines that I have just gotten very, very sick from. I've been hospitalized, um, inpatient, like stayed, had to stay for a few days. Uh, when I was vaccinated, my third round of Gardasil, I was in the hospital for a week and a half. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm choosing not to just because of my past experiences. Uh, I have to admit, I got my first COVID shot last Saturday and mm-hmm. I waited a very long time to do it because I have a history of allergies. And one of the bigger allergies I had was to codeine. And I was uh, just, I was sitting and wait for a long time to see what the reaction for other people was going to be before I went and got my vaccine. And, it sounded like it was going to be okay, so I just decided I'm, I'm going to want to travel outside of Texas, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully very soon, and I I just want to be able to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hi. Well, hi. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> this is my miracle baby. This is Natalie. Well, hi, Natalie. Yep. Hi. <laughs> you join in? <laughs> but um uh so uh i don't know uh what else is going on for you out right right now i mean no, not, not really a whole lot I, I i work and then i'm at home that's about that's about it um and just being a working mom and getting my life back on track after you know everything with COVID and, you know, putting me out of work and then my whole life changing uh, because I decided I was better than the, sorry. It's all right. (laughs) The way to word it, I I deserved better than what I was getting. Right. So So, um, how long were you out out of work with uh, during the quarantine? Um, So from the St. Patty's Day weekend until... The beginning of July. Oh, okay. Yeah. That... Yeah. Oh, no, mid mid July possibly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just March to to July that I was out of work. So what did you do to keep occupied during that time? Because I've talked to a lot of friends. That they either stay at home mom. They, I was yeah. doing the stay at home mom thing, and it is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I applaud the women who can do it. Uh-huh. Um. You know, I was, I used to be one of those people like, oh, you're a stay-at-home mom, must be nice. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Mommy needs a break. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, I, it takes a very strong woman to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> not for me, I couldn't do it. I was ready. I was borderline psychotic by noon every day. <laughs> 
I've talked to a lot of people that, uh, like some of my old friends that I used to bartend with and, uh, they, they were joking around with me, telling me that pretty much from St. Patrick's day up to the date where I talked to them was bottomless mimosas. And, uh, in your situation with a one and a three-year-old, you probably couldn't do that, but, uh, well, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Sorry for, sorry for the assumption. (laughs) Um, I, I partook. I partook in uh, some day drinking. <laughs> I was like, nope. <laughs> uh, but normally that didn't happen until like at least one. Sure. At least. Yeah. <laughs> at least one normally around nap time. <laughs> yeah, at one point, I thought uh, what, during uh, I wasn't quarantined because I uh, I work in uh, the wind and uh, wind power. And mm-hmm. we're cons- uh, wind power was considered uh, essential workers, so we I kept working. But uh, I pictured myself during quarantine, I and I was pretty convinced if I actually had to stay home for as long as the people in the restaurant industry had to stay home, I probably mm-hmm. would have finished Netflix. Because uh, just sit in front of the TV and <laughs> veg the whole time. I watched a lot of things. Um, <laughs> normally, a lot of kids shows. Sure. I've probably seen every single episode of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse a dozen times. <laughs> well, and then, you know, all the Hotel Transylvania, you know, all the happening stuff with the little ones. I'll, I've got a, got a friend that almost lost his mind because his daughter became addicted to Baby Shark. And, My kids did, were never introduced so, to it. Okay, so, so we're going to keep that one quiet. <laughs> I was like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I, 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 I prefer to my sanity. Yeah. Uh, I went and hung out with that friend. I went out and hung out over to that friend's house and hung out for uh, just a couple hours. And uh, mm. within the first half hour, I was like, okay, uh, I've got the point. And he's got the YouTube video on that's like 18 hours straight of nothing but baby shark. And I'm like, oh, no. dude, how do you do it? <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I heard that for the first time. And I'm like, and I was like, hearing that kid, people's kids were getting obsessed with it. And I'm like, I that will not play in my house. I'm <laughs> happening. I will not. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's because your children are older. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. And do all this one-handed. Hey, talent. <laughs> Using that bartender talent. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of practice a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, the first time I heard the baby shark, I was walking through San Antonio and this guy was selling t-shirts with it with that video playing constantly and I'm sitting there thinking, "Oh my god, how does he mm-hmm. not put a 45 in his mouth?" You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you. I'm good. Is, is the sales of the T-shirts outweighing his will to live? Or you know, uh, it might just be supplying that alcohol habit. Yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever you can do to uh, to make the money, I guess. No, thank you. <laughs> so, um, you were having problems at the Black Sheep. Now, uh, I remember seeing a lot of pictures of you. At the Black Sheep, thank you so much for wearing my uh, Hey Bartender podcast T-shirt every once in a while. Uh, You're welcome. Or, I actually don't know where it went, but <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder where that shirt went. <laughs> I, it looked like it was a great bar, and I'm. Uh, it's you know your tip 
a good old fashioned typical bar, dark and uh, you know, uh, different colored lights, probably great music playing in the background all the time. Uh, was it hard to leave that place? No, no, things, things just no. gotten that bad. Um, well, I became the manager of that, of that bar. So the owner wouldn't lose the bar because here you have to live, you either the owner or the bar manager has to live in the County, the bar is in to be on the liquor license and to keep the liquor license. So I became the bar manager, but, uh, you know, and I, I'm, I'm only going to keep my uh, my opinions to myself just in case he listens to this podcast. I don't, you know, need to get in any legal trouble. Just in case. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> just in case. But uh, it was not hard to leave that place. I was, I was just like ecstatic. I was like, I'm, yeah, done. Wiped my hands of it. Mm. And, uh, and then you had uh, COVID going for a little while and then you started at the bottoms up. Now, uh, mm-hmm. have you decided to give up bartending totally, or are you just taking shifts when they come around? It's just when they come around. I, uh, I'm still technically employed there, so I'm just a fill-in. Um, and, you know, someone calls off, someone's sick, someone can't make it. They're, they call me, see if I can come in. I still am, uh, I still bartend um, for event, special events. Mm. Uh, I always forget the, the name of it, but it's where we hold one of the most uh, popular haunted houses here in the quad cities, but, uh, their weddings and banquets happen there. So when they have events, they can call me. Okay. So it's just, uh, it's not my career path. And it's just what I do on the side. No. Sure. Sure. It's, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I used to work, uh, a regular job and then, uh, have one shift a week or cover when I was available, uh, which mm-hmm. with that other job, I, I was hardly ever available, but, uh, <laughs> That's uh, yeah, kind of like where I'm at now. I'm hardly ever available. But it's uh, always nice to have that option, have that extra cash every now and then. So you've uh, you've taken to uh, social media uh, more in depth in social media. It's more than just Facebook now. You've also moved on to Instagram, and I've seen you TikTok a couple times. Yeah. I kind of i i don't know uh, i haven't seen too many videos that you've done but i have to admire you for not jumping on all those tiktok trends uh, oh, no. <laughs> you're not you're, you don't have any plans or anything on your phone that's waiting to go on there doing tiktok dances or anything like that no i'm good i'm uh, i'm i'm not going to judge anyone who does do that because to each their own sure but i I have too much respect for my, well, that's going to sound bad, but for me personally, <laughs> I, my morals where I stand, I just, I'm not going to shake my ass on TikTok for likes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. Um, I heard I, a volunteer I, in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think didn't I hear him say he'd do it? <laughs> well, I'm gonna hold to it now. He, he messed up. This is recorded. He messed up. <laughs> this is a vocal contract at this point. Um, witness. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I have no problem with the women who do do that, or the men who do it, or whatever. You know, it's. Because now there's that TikTok trend that our men are shaking their asses on TikTok. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, I mean, to each their own, all the power to you. I just personally can't do it. I I agree with you. I can't do it either because uh, I'm too self-conscious to do some, most of that stuff. But I've, I have, I mostly use it to advertise the podcast, but I, there have been a couple times where I've lip sync to, mm-hmm. uh, like a song or a movie dialogue, uh, mm-hmm. just, just because I thought it would be funny, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I just can't see myself, uh, shaking, uh, shaking my ass or anything like that. And although there would be times it would be funny doing some of those things on top of wind turbine. But I, no, I think my boss would get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just like, no, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I, I have no problem shaking my ass, just not on social media. Yeah. <laughs> at the bar. Say that for at home. Yeah, at the bar, <laughs> at home, okay. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, exactly. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> so, moving from bartender to... Moving from bartender to uh, assistant manager, do you feel any pressure that got added on or taken off? Uh, no. Were your regulars upset that you aren't behind the bar anymore? Um, no. Uh, you know, a lot of my regulars I'm friends with, so they're very all supported me of, you know, moving forward with my life, starting a new chapter. They, like, with everything, you know, uh, not bartending anymore and being um, – you know, an assistant general manager and going forward, um, me just completely changing my life around. They were a hundred percent supportive. So I was really lucky that a lot of my regulars are actually really good friends of mine. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, uh, every once in a while, you know, uh, you know, customers get used to certain things and change scares mm-hmm. them, but at least yeah. you've got some good supportive people behind you. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really nice. And I still see them time to time. Um, when, you know, I get out of the house. <laughs> well, sometimes it's more fun to, uh, when you get to visit your customers, uh, on the other side of the bar. Uh, mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't have to pay for a drink, even if you don't want it, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Or like, uh, when I, if you were to go to, if you were to be, uh, say if we, him and I were going to bottoms up tonight, we probably would pay for quite a bit of our shots. Mm. Uh, either the regulars are buying them or the owner is buying them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, are things starting to op- uh, open back? You said you're back to work. People are uh, starting to do uh, coming in with masks and it's up to the venue or whatever, whether or not they wear the mask. Uh, yeah, is... in, in Iowa, yeah. In where? In Iowa. It's up to the oh, business. In Iowa. But not in mm-hmm. Illinois. Illinois is still mandated. Mm. They um, so uh, uh, are concerts coming back yet, or anything like that? I fuck freaking hope so. <laughs> it's a podcast. You can well, you got kids there. Never mind. I just. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> like, I live. I, I have, like we've gone to like some like local shows here. But I am ready to see some bigger names. Yeah. Uh, well, I live in West Texas, and which, uh, to quote Star Wars, if there's a bright side of the universe, I'm on the planet that's farthest from. But uh, <laughs> uh, so I don't get many big names out here. 
Uh, mm. But actually, even the little names aren't coming out here right now just because of all of this. And I see all the time on uh, social media or YouTube or something like that, even the big names like Metallica or, you know, they're chomping at the bit that I want to go back on tour or mm-hmm. uh, or the smaller names that are that were like, we just released an album. We were going to start uh, touring with it, but then all of a sudden COVID hit. And I've been trying to help them out uh, get their singles on my podcast to get them a little bit of uh, recognition. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, but I'm, I was just overly curious because music in, in Illinois is a pretty big deal uh, yeah. for uh, out there. Iowa, probably not so much. I don't, I don't, honestly don't know. Well, let's, well, Iowa for us is just right across the river. Yeah. Know? We, uh, we, we live on the boat, the border. So the, right there on the Mississippi river. So it's just across the, right across the bridge and there's Iowa. Yeah. I mean, uh, when I think of Illinois, uh, cheap trick and Tasha Legero pop into my head immediately just cause, but, uh, yeah, no, like, I, I just got excited. I think it was literally just yesterday because one of my favorite bands announced that they were touring and I'm like, Oh my God, I want to go. <laughs> Seven dust. Oh yeah. I think I saw that post go by. Yeah. Yep. I was like, yep. But, um, so like, oh, tag Neil in and I was like, Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've even, I've even seen, uh, Metallica was uh, playing in, I think it was in Houston, and one of the mm-hmm. guys, they, they were talking to one of the fans, and they said, where are you from? And he said, Odessa, and they're like, Odessa, I don't think we've ever played there. And I'm like, no, you haven't, assholes. Uh, oh, sorry. For those of you listening at home, there are children that I'm uh, also in the room as I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to watch my language. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. But she's one, so, you know. I mean, if she starts cussing, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna laugh my ass off. But <laughs> yeah, as adults, we know we shouldn't. Yeah, as adults, we know we shouldn't swear in front of kids, and when kids swear, we shouldn't react. Which but we do. yeah, we, we end do. up end up stabbing. Yeah, we end up stabbing ourselves in the leg to keep from laughing. And <laughs> I normally like because my um my three year old uh uh. I about fell over because one day she she got so mad at me and she looked at me and her little body shook and she called she flat out called me an asshole. Oh. I'm like I, I didn't know how to react. <laughs> so I just kind of like I was like, what'd you just call me? And then like I turned around so she couldn't see my face. But I was holding back tears from laughing so hard i couldn't help it mm. <laughs> she, like her little body just shook because she meant that <laughs> yeah she meant that with all her being we're going to give Chantel hyde a little bit of a break to introduce this week's musical guest from new york new york here is mcstein and miniman with their single i don't feel
Once again, that was McStein and Miniman with their single, I Don't Feel, from their album, Two. If you want to find out more about them, they've got a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and even their own website, McSteinMiniman.com. You can also find them on iTunes. You can find them on Bandcamp.com. In fact, that's where I found them. I go to Bandcamp.com to find all these great artists to show you guys. 
and you know go out check out their music download something that you like tell them how you feel about them it's all cool remember if you want to be a part of hey bartender podcast or you want to uh, play your music on Hey Bartender Podcast, all you have to do is email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I am willing to have anybody on my show. I'm willing to play any music on my show. All you have to do is ask people. And don't forget to visit www.heybartenderpodcast.com or follow us on Instagram or Facebook, both Hey Bartender Podcast. Now, let's get back to our interview with Chantel Hyde. One, uh, one thing that uh, I want to lightly touch on, because I know this is going to be a really sensitive subject, and uh, I've got uh, people listening to my show that are kind of being nitpicky about some of the things I talk about because it's not uh, politically correct to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is this? Anyway, uh, I don't want to get into that. But I appreciated you. Your... None of us publicly correct. No, God, no. But um, I didn't. Uh, uh, before I saw you take a stance on it, I did hear about or see actually the video of the guy in the guy fox mask mask talking about uh, National Rape Day. National Rape Day. Yeah. And I I saw that video at the guy fox mask, and I went, "What the hell is this all about?" And I actually had to do a little bit of research on it because I thought maybe it's uh, anti or in support of victims or something like that. But Mm -hmm. that schmuck was serious. And I went, oh, my God, what what the hell's wrong with that guy? And uh, probably a group of of guys that started it. Yeah, I found that out just only a couple hours ago. And mm-hmm. it was a group of a group of guys who started it and uh and just it spread like wildfire. Um and at first I thought it was just a like joke, even though it you know, joke or not, it's still not okay. Um, you know, with me being a survivor myself, it was I was extremely livid mm-hmm. and felt sick to my stomach, also being a, a mother of two little girls, though I'm not saying it doesn't happen to men because it does, but sure. I was like what <laughs> what is this and it just made me it literally made me just ugh. yeah if i was just sitting back thinking what makes that okay i just you know nothing it, makes it okay it's just that it, this is the kind of world we live in now but your support uh you sharing uh sharing your story and sharing your support to other women who have been victimized or mm-hmm. warning women who haven't uh, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciated that, that you were able to get out there and send out the message. Cause a lot of people don't do that. No, they just kind of, they set idle, set idly by, and you know, it's just kind of like the, um, the, the train wreck effect. You just watch it, but you don't do anything about it. Mm. Uh, I've, uh, when I was, uh, bartending, there was a number of times where I would grab a girl by the wrist who had a little <laughs> bit too much to drink that night. And I'd be like, you sit sit right here. You don't under you won't understand why for now, mm-hmm. but you're not going home with him. And uh yeah. the guy would get uh, a little bit mad at me and all I had to do was turn to the biggest, meanest guys that I made friends with at the bar and just, you know, all I had to do was say kill and they would have done it. But uh he the guys would normally back off, but I would normally take the girls that I would see that was possibly in danger, set them aside. And because I I was even though most of the women in my bar really didn't need protection uh, from me, I still kind of had that you know Papa Bear type of mentality. 
but when I was the same thing behind the bar, like I, you, um, I always kept my eye out, especially on uh, on the females. <laughs> I've seen some pretty uh, grody shit working behind the bar. Um, I, when I was bartending at the Black Sheep, I had a female who was extremely overserved. I didn't serve her once. Mm-hmm. But she was extremely overserved. Um, she came into my bar. I was like, I'm not going to ask you to leave. I'm not going to serve you any alcohol. You can sit here and sober up. Let's get you some water. Let's try to get you home. I was trying to help her find a ride home. Um, outside of calling her an Uber, which is what eventually happened, is I ended up getting her an Uber. But there was this group of guys um, that I went to the bathroom just for a second and I came out and she's gone. I'm like, where'd she go? And she got pulled outside by like six guys and they were all messing with her and grabbing at her. And they were like, oh, you can just, you, you can come home with us. We'll get you home. Um, I was like, I grabbed her, pulled her to, to me. I'm like, she ain't going home with y'all. Mm-hmm. Like you, like, y'all gotta get the fuck out. Go, like, go. I'm gonna call the cops. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt in my mind that if that would have happened, that she would have been gang raped. Yeah, and I was like, nope. And I called her, I got her an Uber, and sent her on her way. And that was, uh, that was great that you actually were looking out for her like that. I mean, the really something really bad could happen there. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh. Yeah, nothing ever escalated. I wouldn't let anything escalate that far because, like, uh, like I said, I'm over. I uh, was overprotective of my female customers, even though they didn't need it. And but uh, in your situation, because I kept thinking, if like if something like that uh, is big as uh, as troublesome as your uh, situation was, you got four or five guys trying uh, messing around with one woman, and then I come out there, grab the woman away. The guys would have automatically wanted to fight me. I'm pretty sure. But mm-hmm. uh you I you told me that you've been punched before, didn't you? I've oh plenty of times. Yeah. But <laughs> I've been I've been I've been hit, I've been slammed into walls, I've had beer bottles chucked at my head, I've had weapons pulled on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, know, you also being tough as nails, but in my <laughs> most most my opinion when it comes to like bar fights getting started the female bartender can uh, uh, defuse the fight way faster than the male bartender for at least in the cases that I've been in. I mean, there, yeah, I've seen both ends of the spectrum. I've had a situation that bottoms up that I was able to defuse some situations. I was not able to defuse. Um, There are situations where I shouldn't have, but I did anyway. I've gotten in the middle of, I, put one of our regulars in a full, in a full Nelson and drug them backwards. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, this isn't happening tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the fights that I used to break up, I, I was always that close from getting getting hit myself, but uh, luckily they stopped for a second and had this brief look in reality saying, oh, I just screwed up. But, yeah. Uh, and, but uh, uh, that takes guts to you know to be able to jump uh, jump out between however many guys it was and pull that girl away when all those guys were looking forward to god knows what mm-hmm. and 
that the, the you helped that did that woman ever realize what was about to happen to her did you talk to her about it later i actually seen her a few weeks later mm-hmm. uh, she was actually uh friends with someone i knew uh, and a few weeks later and she was just like she says she didn't remember a whole lot of that night but she remembered me and thanked me oh good for it. good that uh because uh, sometimes that goes unnoticed it and actually, there were uh, a couple times where it backfired on me where I thought the girl was in trouble, and all of a sudden, the girl's yelling at me for getting involved. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> but Yeah, I've, uh, luckily, I've never had that happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, um, so, now that, uh, now that you're, you're moving up, you're feeling uh, healthier, you've got two beautiful children. Uh, th- this is the first... For the people listening at home, this is the first time that I've actually seen you face to face because uh, when I first started this podcast, we were it was just over the telephone, but now we're using Zoom and I can actually see you now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, from what I can see now, you're healthier. You're uh, you've got two beautiful kids. You've got a, a supporting boyfriend, and things are on way way better than when I talked to you over a year ago, and yeah. you're genuinely happier. I can see yeah, that so much better. What are your plans? For, well, yeah. what are your plans for the future? Uh, well, um, I just kind of take it day by day. Um, you know, eventually, uh, a few years from now, I see myself uh, home a little bit more with my family. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully upgraded. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, it, it's mainly just day by day. Um, uh, you know, and a year ago I would focus so much on the future and what my cancer scare and going through what I went through with my ex. It's just, I've learned to live for the moment and not for what I hope. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's so much better just to live for the moment. Well, your next moment isn't promised. Well, in situations such as yours, uh, pregnancy, uh, uh, cancer, failed relationship, uh, COVID, or I, instead of failed relationship, can I say just bad relationship? Or uh, you can say it either way. Uh, it was failed mistake, um, downright stupidity. I'm, I'm okay with it all. Okay, <laughs> okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, He'll probably end up listening to this because he listened to the last podcast and flipped the fucking lid. Really? <laughs> yeah, flipped the lid over me stating that you know uh, I've never really wanted to have children because why would I want something I was told I couldn't have? Uh, I was told I couldn't have children, so yeah. why why would I hope for something that I was told I couldn't have? I flipped the lid. I you know got my got my face busted up for it, but it's whatever. Oh my god! I caused a. F- I caused you to get hurt. No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do I need yeah, to cut this part out? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. He's, he's fucking easy. He's irrelevant. Okay. So. Well, I uh, really appreciate your uh, your strength on that uh, afterwards. I mean, uh, that that's serious. Uh, some serious problems that you piled on to the rest of your stuff. I mean, is do you ever have those moments where you you turn mm-hmm. around, look at life, and go, "What else you got?" <laughs> yep, yeah. Sometimes I do. <laughs> sometimes I do. 
I, I have a little joke that I make that it, like my life is just like it's like that that novel series um the series of unfortunate events. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing really well now. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, I, I I find the humor in it. There's a silver lining to everything because if I didn't experience what I experienced, I wouldn't be who I am. So everything happens for a reason, and I believe the universe isn't going to put something in my path that I can't handle. So, mm. and you've handled the universe like your bitch. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I far. Like think so. Yeah. Like There's days that I'm weak and I, I feel like I can't, can't, can't take anymore, but no, uh, when it comes down to it, uh, I, I know I'm a tough bitch and I can handle whatever life throws at me. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, greatly admire you for that, and just uh, just like in the last uh, last time you visited the podcast, uh, I admire your, your strength to get through all of this, and pl- uh, plus all the added stuff in the last year. Uh, and you're still kicking, you're still uh, out there kicking ass, and you know it's uh, really inspirational. And it, I hope that some of my <laughs> listeners can take some of that from you and add that into their lives. I mean, do you? Uh, just for fun, if you were to give any, any advice to women that were having tr- same trouble that you were having or ballpark area, uh, mm-hmm. what do you have any advice for them? Um, so it's so difficult to say because um, when it comes to uh, domestic violence and stuff like that, it's it consumes you. Uh, some of these women really believe that they can't do any better. And it's, this is a cycle of abuse and uh, it's, it's sad. There are, there are a lot of women who will never escape and they will lose their lives because of it. Mm-hmm. Eventually that's, that's where it goes. Um, but for the women that are looking to get out um, and there, it, the grass is greener on the other side. It's hard. It's scary. And it, you will feel like the floor underneath you has been ripped out, but the grass is greener and there is resources. You know, even if you feel like you can't talk and no one will, and no one's listening, someone is listening. Mm. Um, I was very lucky enough that um, I had a really supportive group of friends that already knew it was happening, though I was lying through my teeth to them. They already knew it was happening. And then uh, he started being way more upfront about it. And was doing it in front of people. Um, I was launched across my own living room in front of a group of my friends. Oh, my God. Uh, and then uh, toward the end, like, it was way, it was over way before it was actually over. Um, and I actually had met Neil. And, um, you know, we, you know, he was just there to support. He was there just to support as a friend. And then it ended between, you know, dipshit and I, and then things with me and Neil took off fairly quickly, but, you know, I was lost the moment I, well, I was like, I lost myself the moment that I laid my eyes on Neil. So (laughs) (laughs) the one thing that I often worry about people that have been a victim of domestic violence, male or female, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, is kind of the post-traumatic stress. Uh, Mm -hmm. and would you suggest that therapy is an, a good option? I mean, or, uh, 
maybe not even an option. Would you, you, would you tell your friends that have been through it, go see a therapist? Yeah, I, um, I, uh, I, I was seeing a therapist Well, and due to COVID it was over the phone. Mm. So I, I spoke to someone once or twice a week. I had a hotline that I could call, um, because I dealt with PTSD very badly. I, I, I was just coming through everything, you know, with facing what I was facing with, you know, my cancer scare. And, um, I had gotten, um, actually sexually assaulted not long after, uh, you and I talked the last time. Um, and, and, you know, going through abuse and it was just like, I was at my wit's end and I was suicidal without being suicidal. Like I wanted to die, but without wanting to die, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. I had too much to live for, but at the same time, I didn't want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so the therapy helped a lot, you know, there's no shame in, um, talking, uh, about what you're going through and reaching out for help because it's okay to not be okay. Right. Which is something that some people have a, uh, have a little bit of trouble with, uh, in that I've noticed mm-hmm. in my, in my wa- uh, wanderings that people uh, say, no, I'm fine. No, I can't feel this way. I gotta be, uh, I, I gotta be happy. I gotta stand up straight, even though they're dying on the inside, mm-hmm. whether they're suffering from mental, uh, mental abuse or physical abuse. And, uh, it's, it's a tough thing to get through, but the third, you gotta like, uh, like for example, a guy like me, uh, who, uh, would be like, no, no, I'm fine. You know, I don't need to see a therapist. What's a therapist going to do for me? But, and actually, actually just getting the stuff off your chest instead of having an inner monologue or waiting for one of your friends to say what's wrong. Um, yeah. Or even having, I would See, I would argue it takes greater strength to admit it mm-hmm. than to keep it under wraps. That's what I used to think. Like, I know I'm weak if I if I admit this. I'm 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 weak if I show that I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all honesty, it takes greater strength to admit that you need help and it's okay to ask for it. Because, like I said before, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah, definitely. Well, no, no, babies, I love you. Hi, <laughs> baby. And and, <laughs> and you've got some beautiful babies to sh- uh, to show for it. And uh, thank you. I, I was uh, honest, honest to God. Last time I was uh, had you on the show, I was hoping that it would help benefit you uh, and get you a little bit more help with your situation at the time. I'm sorry you had to hit a little bit of extra low point after that, and, mm-hmm. but you pulled yourself out of it, and uh, I'm really, really happy for you. Oh, thank you. And uh, I I don't want to keep you too much longer because your uh, kids are uh, getting ready to go to bed. Oh, it's okay. I'm going to see them in the morning. Uh, mama, <laughs> mama, Mama's had a feel today. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but... Uh, I really, really appreciate you uh, coming back onto the show and invite you to anytime else you want to come back on the show. Uh, well, thank you for having me. Um, uh, truth being told, uh, I look uh, that picture I sent you a while back 
well, my all-time uh, listened shows, you your episode was number three of all-time most popular shows. And I, you know, I thought, I've got to tell her about this. This is, you know, this yeah. is really cool. And if if anything, it might make you happy a little bit to know that people are listening. It was awesome. It really was. And it wasn't Um, just a devilish ploy to get you back on the show so I can get more numbers. But (laughs) (laughs) I I, I even shared that with Neil because it's like, um, I was like, look at this. This is awesome. You know, like I I tell him absolutely everything. And, you know, he's been down this road with everything and with his band and stuff. So (laughs) it was just like, hey, look at this. I'm somebody too. I mean, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, it might, this podcast is still a small podcast. Uh, I don't get the Joe Rogan or any of those numbers, but mm-hmm. uh, at least uh, in the numbers that I've been able to look at, I've touched at least one person in every state in the United States, at least one. And, <laughs> and it's also going international. I've got, uh, listeners in Africa, England, China, Australia, and awesome. it's going all over the place. And you're part of the, uh, part of the help that got me there. And <laughs> so, because you're generous enough with your time to, uh, be on the show. And I really appreciate that. You're very welcome. Like I so said, I was happy to be on and I'm happy to be back on. Yeah. Anytime you want to be back on, or if you, uh, want to, for, uh, Ask ask one of your bartenders where you manage if they want to be on the show. I'd be happy to have them on there too. Um, uh, that yeah. I'll anyway. bring it up to them. But uh, and you know, uh, I only sent you a T-shirt at the time, didn't I? Uh, a T-shirt and a couple wristbands, and I ended up giving those wristbands away to like some of my regulars. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, they, they were part of like the uh, like. I got some regulars that like were seeking me out after the FOB thing. Like I had people walk into my bar and they yell out FOB. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't gotten my coin yet, but I know Kenny Stewart is uh, really behind on that stuff right, <laughs> right now, but I totally understand. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I'm going to let, uh, gonna, uh, once again, totally appreciate you having being on the show. I'd love to see you again. And uh, you know, Keep me posting on what's going on in your life, and you know, because I I want to see oh. if you make that upgrade you were talking about. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, like I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get the stink eye <laughs> after he listens. Going to. <laughs> well, we've okay. we've only referred to it as an upgrade. We haven't exactly said what it, the upgrade is, so <laughs> you might get the question a lot. So, what upgrade were you talking about with him? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he knows. So I'll get the stink eye because uh, our mutual friends have brought it up too. So ah, okay. no, on their own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm glad you're doing great, and I uh, hope to see you again soon. Huh? You will. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Hey Bartender Podcast. But before last call, I just want to say a few things. First of all, since uh, ever since I first had Chantel on this uh, podcast. I was thoroughly floored and amazed in a good way that there were so many people out there that were willing to help Chantel with her uh, cancer diagnosis that didn't even know her. Like you heard her say, she got help from people out of the country. And it's really amazing when people can band together and help each other out like that, even try to help somebody that they don't even know or really have no opportunity of ever meeting. So, 
remember, get out there and, you know, if you see somebody that needs a little bit of help, don't be afraid. Ask them if they want help or just give it to them uh, and see what they do with it because there's no harm in doing that. And also, if you know of any of your friends, family, or maybe even yourself that are going through troubles that where they're just can't they just can't get past whatever wall that they've uh, put themselves up against or been pushed up against offer some help or offer uh, opportunity to go talk to a therapist because there are some times where we just can't get through it ourselves and we just need somebody to talk to uh, like we were just talking about sometimes these things just pop into your head and you or come into your life and you just can't get past it and you know you're having trouble, sometimes it's difficult to talk to family and friends about it. You can't expect them to say, uh, listen, I'm having problems, I need some help. And nobody's expecting you to say, hey, I'm having some problems, I need some help. But there are people out there that will help you. The therapists or even a telephone chat line that you can look up on the internet where you can just sit and talk with somebody about your problems. There is no harm, no shame in doing that. Just remember, get yourself some help if you feel like you need it. And it's the first part is admitting that you need help. But once you do that, you are already halfway there to recovery. I know that sounds kind of uh, cliche, but sometimes it takes a lot for us to sit back and say, you know what? I'm not right. I need some help. So, you know, get out there, get some help, especially since all of us going through these rough times at COVID and maybe some rough times at home or just a mental block with work. It It's really difficult times. And uh, when you're in, uh, a person like me who sits back and says, if I can't talk to my family about it, why can't, why should I talk to a therapist, somebody I don't even know? Or, you know, I can't act like this because I, you know, I'm not like that person. I'm, I don't have a problem. It, it's so difficult to admit that you have a problem, but sometimes you just need somebody to talk to. And me personally, I didn't want to burden any of my friends with any of my problems. And I did feel like it would be a burden, but talking to a therapist actually does help. So just remember, if you're having problems, you know somebody that's having problems, encourage them to get some help. And a final piece of advice, if you got kids wandering around, watch the swears, because even I was having trouble during this interview. <laughs> but we, we managed to make it through okay. So it is last call, ladies and gentlemen, last call for alcohol. Once again, thank you, Chantel Hyde, for returning to the show. It was a genuine pleasure having you back. And it's so good to hear that you're doing uh, so well. Sorry about the rough patch in between the last time I talked to you to now. But I'm really happy for you that you're uh, just, you genuinely look happier right now. So I'm really happy we got the chance to talk again. Also want to thank Mick Stein and Miniman for letting me use their song, Don't Feel, I Don't Feel, pardon me. And just remember that's available on iTunes or bandcamp.com. Having trouble with this wrap-up. And go check out their music, listen to it, download it, 
and uh, go check out their Facebook, Instagram, or even their website, mcsteinminimum.com. As always, I have to thank my intro music, Laura Hope and the Arctones. You guys are awesome. I love having you guys uh, as my theme song for this podcast. And also thank all the listeners out out there. You guys have made me feel like I'm actually doing a good job with this. I'm doing really well with this year's goal, and I want to keep it up. Remember to uh, jump on iTunes. Give me a rating. Give me a like. Give me a five stars. You know, that that would be awesome. You don't have to give me five stars if you don't want to, but uh, get on to iTunes. Give me a rating. Give me a comment. I would totally appreciate that. And don't forget to go to www.heybartenderpodcast.com. And I got uh, some t-shirts for sale. I got, uh, well, you know, a couple other things going on on the website. Just go to www.heybartenderpodcast.com and check it out. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Hey Bartender Podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Hey Bartender Podcast. And if you have anything interesting to say or you want to be on the show or you want your music played on this show, all you have to do is email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. So, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. I just want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go?